On today's episode, we are going to take a look at Alibaba. They just reported earnings, so let's get started. All right, so like I mentioned, today we're going to take a look at Alibaba, and it ended the day about 6% down after reporting earnings. And this is to me actually pretty crazy, especially since Alibaba is a company that's very strong in the e-commerce world. And with all the other companies that we have seen, e-commerce are companies that are doing amazing right now due to the market we're in where a lot more people are ordering online opposed to going to stores. So in today's episode, we're going to take a look at this company's stock price performance. We're going to take a look at this company's earnings and just what I would give a valuation for this company. One of the biggest reasons I do think a lot of Chinese companies are down is because of the Senate bill that is floating around right now. I actually did do a video about that earlier before um, yesterday, so make sure to check that video out if you guys want more information on that. Um, but I'm wondering if this is actually giving us some buying opportunities, and I'm going to be taking a look at a few at a few other Chinese companies and see if any of them really entice me to go in and buy. All right, so let's take a look at this company's stock performance. Like I mentioned, 6% down for the day, but let's compare it to February 20th. And the reason I'm comparing it to this day is this is pretty much the day when things started to go bad in America, where all the stock prices started to plummet. And compared to then, this company is down about 8.4%. And like I said, this is pretty crazy when you have like Amazon almost reaching all time highs, when you have all these other e-commerce, where you have Walmart, Home Depot, all doing great because they, their e-commerce sales have increased dramatically. It's pretty crazy to see a company like Alibaba, which is a huge e-commerce um, company in China, do bad. And before we go any further, guys, don't forget to hit that subscribe button, the thumbs up and the bell. It helps the small channel out so much and I truly appreciate it. Also in the comments below, I have my Discord channel and my Twitter. Make sure to follow me there. I am very active. And if you guys have any, any type of questions, feel free to ask. All right, so next let's take a look at Alibaba's earnings results for this quarter. And this was for quarter four that ended May 22nd. So quarter four non-gap earnings per share were $1.30, which actually beat by 44 cents. Gap earnings per share were 16 cents and it actually beat by 4 cents. Revenue was $16.1 billion, and that's up 22% compared to the same time last year, and that actually beat by $860 million. So it's pretty crazy that this company did beat expectations in both non-GAAP, GAAP, and revenue gains. So it's it's pretty scary. It's pretty questioning to see why this company ha has dropped down in, in stock price. And I think this is probably one of the major, besides the whole Senate and Bill thing about just all these delisting Chinese companies being delisted, clickbaits happening right now is driving the stock price down. But I think this is another part right here. So Alibaba did give some form of guidance for their fiscal year of 2021. And they say they expect to make 650 billion renminbi, Ren, renminbi, renminbi, um, which is the, the Chinese currency they use. Bloomberg estimated them to have 657 billion dollars. So they are they say they're expected to generate a little bit less than what 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 analysts were expecting. And usually when stuff like that happens, that also drives the stock price down. The CFO did mention that although the pandemic negatively impacted 
most of their domestic core businesses starting in late January, they have seen a steady recovery since March. This company did also see an annual active consumer of $726 million at the end of March 31st, which increased from $711 million uh, compared to last quarter. So about 13 million, what, what is that? My, 15 million more users in just one quarter. Month, mobile, mobile monthly active users of 846 million, and that rose from 824 million. So an increase of about 22 million there in just one quarter. Those are some nice growth. Um, if we take about think about it in the millions but percentage wise they're not that heavy and to be honest i would have expected especially mobile mobile active users i would have seen uh i would have expected a heavier growth on um, percentage wise one thing we are going to see is this company for quarter four non-gap free cash flow was an outflow of about 404.21 billion renminbis renminbis sorry if i keep mispronouncing that so that's actually a loss of about 595 million and this was compared to previous quarters actually having a positive free cash flow but they do mention that due to the effect that this there was a one one-off ally express payment service restructuring that ended up them costing them this outflow of cash flow instead of an inflow of cash flow all right so next thing i want to take a look at is here i'm in this amazing website known as lazyfa.com and i use this almost all the time when looking at evaluating at any companies Right now, I just want to take a look at revenue growth. And in 2019, this company's revenue grew 50%. In 2018, this company's revenue grew 58%. In 2017, this company's revenue grew 56% compared to prior year. And those are actually some heavy growth that we see in this company. Um, and to only see revenue growth of about 22% year to year this quarter, I can see why certain investors are a little bit eh, because it does seem like this, even though it is still a heavy double digit growth, um, it's still a little bit weaker than normal. But just because Alibaba is in the e-commerce business, they are also in just the regular physical commerce business as well and that did take a nice impact especially because china was very strict with its lockdown the second thing i want to take a look at is this company's gross margins and profit margins one thing we are seeing is as years go by so this is starting since 2013 i can pull back a little further but i think that's enough we can see gross margins which is this blue graph right now continue to see a decline same with profit margins. Profit margins used to be really high, and right now they are going down, but they do seem to be flatlining in the mid 25% of profit margins. Uh, and the only thing I can think about here is, right, this company is pretty much an e-commerce retail business. So the more products they sell, the heavy, they might have increase of products with lower margins. And if those products sell a lot more, Obviously, you're going to see the gross margins between there and the profit margins between there start to, to get smaller. And that's what we're seeing. But again, this is something investors do not like to see and something I definitely am not a fan of, right? We're seeing, even though this company did have strong revenue growth, we're seeing that revenue growth decline. Even though this company has positive gross margins and positive, and positive profit margins, we're also seeing a decline of those. Next, I wanted to see if this company did any form of dividends or bought back or was consistent in buying back any shares. And here in the past five years, five, six, seven years, this company has its on and off when it buys back some shares, but it is not a definite thing. So it's not really providing much return to its shareholders in some form of buyback 
or dividends. At the moment, it does not pay any dividends either. All right, so the next thing I wanna take a look at is this company's presentation to just see how, how things are moving. So first, this company reported, like I mentioned, a 22% year-to-year growth in total revenue. In its core commerce revenue, it saw a 19% year-to-year growth. Then when we talk about its clouding platform, it's, so Alibaba also has um, Alibaba, Alibaba Cloud. And these are two sectors that I'm pretty heavy in. Alibaba, we're going to take a look at, is actually a company that's in different sectors. And all these sectors are pretty bullish. But even though if I am bullish in the mar in the comp in in those markets, doesn't necessarily mean I'm gonna be a hundred percent bullish in the company. So like I said, clouding, right? Clouding saw a 58% year to year growth, and that's actually pretty crazy. But right now, due to the COVID-19 and just with clouding being such a bullish bullish market, a 58% year to year growth in that is is crazy. We're seeing the top dogs here in the United States, Google, Microsoft, Amazon, all seeing ridiculous amount of double digit growth in their clouding platforms. So it is pretty impressive that Alibaba is doing this is doing and seeing the same. So now I wanted to show this breakdown of of revenue and how this company's total revenue is is broken out. So this company has total commerce, right? So the total core commerce, so this is its retail business, makes up 82% of that total revenue. Out of that 82%, 62 out of that 82 is pretty much China's commerce retail. So this is everything from everything that it sells to its domestic, domestic um, population. And one thing I do hear a lot about Alibaba is people here in the United States say, hey, I'm not a, much of an Alibaba person, so I'm not going to buy this stock, right? It, a lot of people are not buying from there. So obviously, how is this company doing well? We can see here international percent of this company's total revenue is only 7%. The 7% of this company's total revenue comes from international. So even if people like you and me don't use Alibaba, it really doesn't matter because it, we are not a huge market for them. The biggest market, like we said, out of 82% of it comes from e from commerce. 62 of that commerce comes from China itself. So here I zoomed in a little bit, guys, so you guys can see a little bit better. Then out of after that 82% out of core commerce, 11% comes from cloud computing. And cloud computing makes up 58% of this company. And, and that was a 58% increase. So cloud computing, this is actually pretty similar to Amazon. Amazon's most of this company's most of Amazon's revenue comes from its commerce business. Only a very small portion comes from cloud computing. But the funny thing with Amazon is even though commerce is such a big, a big revenue for it. The clouding world makes more money earnings wise after paying everything than the commerce. And we're going to have to see if this is the same for Alibaba. So Alibaba, like I mentioned, cloud computing is 11% of the total revenue. Another 5% comes from digital media and entertainments. They have like different platforms for music, for TVs and for social media. And that only makes up 5%. And one thing I don't, I think is actually pretty sad to see is this only increased by 5% year to year i mean when you're especially going through a pandemic where everybody is working is staying from home working from home i would have expected this five percent to be a lot heavier uh to see this growth in digital media and entertainment to be a lot more than five percent so that's actually not pretty pretty good to see 
the other two percent comes from innovations and this is just regular random things they might they might try to to innovate and try to create a business out of but at the moment this is only two percent so it doesn't really affect my thought process all right so now we're going to take a look at how those individual segments are doing in earnings wise so we're going to be taking a look at adjusted earnings before interest taxes and amortization so all of these or, so these are even better than the actual results because we adjusted um, Alibaba adjusted them. The first thing that that threw a red flag for me is Ali, Alibaba's cloud clouding computing. Even though it makes up 11% of this company's total revenue, it actually loses money for the company, and this is something I did not want to see. I was kind of hoping it was something similar to Amazon, where this would be the driving money maker for this company, but it is not, and that's not something I wanted to see. Alibaba is still very bullish on their clouding platform because they're. I think this year they're gonna in the next two years they're gonna do somewhere around 3.5 billion dollars to increase their infrastructure they are very bullish on their alibaba cloud but to me seeing a 58 percent year-to-year growth but still seeing this making uh have making this company lose money is not something i wanted to see especially right now right right now will be the time where this company should probably be making the most money out of this due to the whole circumstances of covid 19. then we see the only only the only platform that makes money for for alibaba it's is core commerce and it has a 30 percent adjusted margins that's actually not that bad but uh, but still um to see everything else lose money look at this it's digital media and entertainment to be honest most digital media and entertainment so we have disney plus we have netflix plus all we have i forget what other most of these since they are providing content new content they usually end up losing money so I, I'll, I'll give them that i'll give them that especially since this is losing very very little bit of money but it's still it's still not good to see that and then everything else is losing money for this company so yeah that that is something that i'm not liking for alibaba all right so next let's take a look at this company's balance sheet and if you guys have been watching my channel you guys know this is the fa my favorite document to take a look at i feel you can learn so much about the company so first let's just start off with cash and cash equivalents so this is comparing march 31st of 2020 versus march 31st of 2019 which was a year ago unfortunately this is something i i'm not a big fan to see i like to take a look at assets compare to a quarter ago instead because that's really closer to where we should see our cash and cash equivalents and everything else is a lot better representation um many companies do that unfortunately alibaba is one that doesn't which kind of irks me right now um so cash and cash equivalents right now is sitting at about 330 billion dollar um renminbis which is about 46 billion dollars just from just so we can go from this from on i'm gonna be saying just the, the numeral value and it's supposed that's supposed to be in chinese in chinese currency renminbi um i just don't want to keep repeating it so just stating that now so cash and cash equivalents this quarter is 330 billion um 330 billion compared to 190 billion a year ago so we see a nice increase in cash and cash equivalents we also see a nice increase in short-term investments this quarter about 28 billion compared to 3.2 billion last year so we're seeing a nice increase there total current assets so after all total current assets right now sitting about 463 billion compared to 270 billion last year so almost an increase of 200 billion 
and this company's total current assets a huge portion of that coming from cash and cash equivalents and that short-term investment um, changes and the next uh, actually they also saw a big change in prepayments receivables and other assets and this is pretty much just an asset of either they paid their bill a little bit earlier than than anticipated they um still need to collect some money from their customers or some other assets and again that's an increase of about 30 30 billion as well so most those three alone change make this company's total current asset increase by about 200 um billion billion renminbis 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 all right so next let's take a look at total assets right now is sitting at 965 billion compared to 1.3 trillion so there was an increase of total assets by about 350 billion um and remember this is not dollars this is the the chinese currency so 350 billion and most of it actually comes from that total current assets that we mentioned, right? About 200, uh, about 200 billion of that 300 billion increase came from just cash improvement and short-term investment improvement. The other actually comes from investments in equity investees. So this is just things that they have continued to invest. If they have invested in some other company, it would go there, and that went up by about a hundred, another hundred um, billion. So that's where we get pretty much our 300 billion increase for this company's total asset. Um, so that's a good thing, right? It's always a good thing to see an improve of total assets. Remember, we saw a total asset increase of about 350 billion. The thing we want to make sure is total liabilities did not increase by that much. So let's just jump um let's just jump all the way down really quick. Total liabilities have right now is sitting at about 433 billion compared to 350 billion last year. So even though total assets did increase by about 300, about 300, 350 million, it does seem like total liabilities only increased by 100 at most. And so that's that right away is a really good thing, especially since 433 total liabilities. If we saw this company's cash and short term investments, if we add them up, it's close to 350. So in theory, this company has just in almost enough cash to pay over 75% of this company's total liabilities. And that to me is actually pretty good. It tells me this company has a nice balance sheet. I wouldn't say it's a, a great balance sheet. It's definitely not an average balance sheet. So I would give it like a B minus, maybe, maybe a C plus B minus type range on the balance sheet. It's not that horrible, but it's not the perfect balance sheet. Next, I just want to take a look at this company's total long-term debt. So this is how much money it owes to bank and how much money it owes to senior notes. So right now, this quarter, this company owes about 40 billion to banks and it owes about 80 billion to senior notes. And that's only a small increase, about 4 billion in each sector. So that's not, that's not a huge thing. In total, this company has long-term debt of 120 billion. And like we saw, this company has enough cash enough enough cash to pretty much pay off all its all its debt that it owes to banks and all its debt that it owes to to senior note so like i said a very very nice balance sheet i would definitely give it maybe uh, i would be a little more generous than the c plus and actually give it a b all right so next let's take a look at this company's valuation right so this will help us determine if we think if i think the company is overvalued undervalued 
And actually, even if I don't like the position, it does not mean that the position is bad, right? I, I, it doesn't mean that this position will not give positive returns. At the end of the day, I'm not a professional, so I can be 100,000% 100, times wrong. But these are just the things I do to make sure I invest in things I want to invest. And I feel I feel a strong devotion into even if the stock prices drops, I still would hold on to that position. So let's take a look at forward price to sales ratio for this company. So in March of 2021, this company is expected to make $92 billion. And with the current valuation of the stock, this gives a forward price to sales ratio of 6.15. So I'm like 6.15 in theory isn't that bad, but let's compare it to its competitors, right? I feel like Amazon is pretty close to it. And I personally, if I may be honest, I would think Amazon is on a better state than Alibaba. So let's compare the forward price to sales ratio to Alibaba. So the forward price to sales ratio for Alibaba, for, for Amazon right now, in December, 2021, this company is expected to make 405 billion dollars in revenue and this actually gives it a forward price to sales ratio of 3.01 so in a, the reason i'm comparing it between the two is both these companies are usually are in the same sectors they're both in e-commerce they're both in clouding and yes amazon has a lot more stuff but amazon is even with a lot more stuff that amazon has amazon is a lot cheaper in theory is about two times cheaper when we're taking a look at this forward price to sales ratio obviously if we take a look at a forward pe ratio a forward pe ratio is a lot different forward pe ratio it would seem like alibaba is cheaper and let me tell you why i'm not using i'm not using forward pe ratio the reason i'm not using forward pe ratio is because both the these companies are supposed to be growth companies both these companies are in markets that are growing dramatically. And what happens in markets that are growing dramatically, the most important thing that you should do is make sure you get more revenue, you get more customers, and, you, and, and the, it doesn't really matter how much money you're making in the process. Right now, what you should be trying to do is collect all your customers, keep them together, and once you got them, then you start charging them, and that's when you really start making your money. So all so for that reason, I'm not looking at the forward PE ratio and I'm looking at a forward price to sales ratio. It means that they are selling more values to more customers for a cheaper price. So for me, evaluation on Alibaba is it's I personally again, right? If if I wanted to diversify myself a little bit more and maybe get into Chinese companies, maybe Alibaba might make the hit. What did we learn about Alibaba first? A nice balance sheet, right? It definitely has a nice balance sheet. It is in markets that are seeing pretty strong growth, e-commerce and clouding. The thing I did not like is clouding is not making any money right now. And that to me is just a mind fudge, right? It's just fudging my mind right now. The second one is um, this company in the media and entertainment world only saw a 5% increase compared to the same time last year. Are you kidding me? Come on. Right now we're in a time when you should be seeing heavy growth there. So to only see a 5% increase there, it's not something really enticing. Again, this company, if you're looking at it in the forward price to PE ratio, yes, it is a lot cheaper there. And I can understand why certain investors would look at that ratio. But to me, I was considering this a growth company. So when I look at growth companies, I base it on forward price to sales ratio. And again, a biggest competitor to it is Amazon. 
and that's why I use Amazon to to value it. But personally, if I had to choose between the two, I would probably go with Amazon. But at the moment, I don't have a position in Amazon, and I don't have a position in Alibaba. And I just think there might be better places out there to to put my money in. Again, this does not mean this investment is bad. I am nowhere near here to tell you where to put your money in. But just in my opinion, and no professional advice, I just think Amazon's a little bit cheaper. And hopefully, I don't get so much hate mail for saying that. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. I had pretty much, I had a lot of fun, like always. I love learning about these companies. I know sometimes I, I talk too much about the numbers and it might bore you, but I'm here to give you guys the best and the most structured information. I don't think there's a YouTube channel out there that provides the amount of information I do. They're pretty much just clickbait you into getting there. And I'm not here to that. I'm here to provide value for myself and in return, hopefully provide value to you guys. So don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Don't forget to hit the thumbs up and the bell. It helps the channel out so much and I truly appreciate it.